everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Comic Source. I'm your host, Jace. Apologize, my voice is still a little under <laughs> under the weather from San Diego. Not sick, took took tests, negative, but just so much yakking. You know, I like to yak, and I'm here today to, to yak to my buddy, Dan Finocean, <laughs> to talk about his Zoop campaign. Uh, why don't you tell everybody what you've got on Zoop, Dan? Well, today we just launched this new collected art book. It's, it's going to be a hardcover. I've never done a hardcover art book before. It's 116 pages, and uh, we're having a blast doing it. Um, I also was at uh, Comic-Con in San Diego, and I'm sounding a little bit more like a barbarian today, which <laughs> works in my favor. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was. It was a really fun time. I think people were glad to be back, but it wasn't as crowded as previous years, and we're all three years older, three years more tired, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of yeah, fun. Was, so. Uh, you, your career is so interesting to me. And we've talked about it when you've been on the show before, uh, starting out at, at a very young age, like four, 14, um, getting in early, the kind of that 90s um, boom of comics and having a certain aesthetic, and then kind of stepping away, doing advertising, storyboards, and then coming back. And I, I mean, your art, when you've come back, and we've talked about this when we talk about slots, uh, certainly with the cover work you're doing right now. Um, you've taken it to a whole nother level. It, it feels more you from, from what I know of you and your personality. Can you talk a little bit about that evolution of style over a yeah. couple of decades? Yeah, thanks. Thanks by the way. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I think when I took some time off from comics and I, I took maybe close to 10 years a, away, um, you know, it's forced to draw in a lot of different styles. And then when I kind of landed back on a style, it was a little bit, it was something a little bit more organic. Um, and it had a lot of my early influences, not intentionally, but, you know, I used to love reading John Buscema Conan's. I, I love Mad Magazine. So there's some, you know, more Drucker and Jack Davis infused with some of the, the inking, but I love Jorge Safino. I mean, all these different influences kind of amalgamated and I kind of created what we have today. And I'm, I'm certainly happy about it because I, I feel like my style when I first started drawing for uh, Marvel and, and inking for, for the most part, um, it was very heavily influenced by what was popular at the time. And what was popular was, you know, to this day, still super popular. I mean, look, I, I was very influenced at that point. I was like, geez, I want to, I want to do what someone like Jim Lee and Scott Williams are doing. And, um, I think I kind of lost myself a little bit there. Um, and you know, there's always going to be imitators. And I was, I was certainly one of those guys. And with good reason, those guys were, you know, the apex predators, <laughs> if you will. So that was, uh, that was great. But now, uh, now I'm very happy um, pursuing um, my own work in this way. So this book is, um, is, is really kind of fun. It's, it's all the latest um, artwork from the stuff we do on uh, um, the drink and draw live stream, it's covers, it's character design from a lot of the books I create for publishers like Boom and um, Image and uh you know upcoming stuff that is from different publishers that you know i can't talk about because everything's always so secret these days but even canary um um that i got to do with scott snyder that is currently out right now um there's a lot of design work that'll be included in this book there's a little bit of um if you go on the zoop um website and, and find my campaign you can see some page examples but there's 116 pages and some of them are full bleed spreads and the cover you have behind you thanks by the way um I, that's not even fully finished i'm going to keep working on that and adding some color to it and 
splashing it up. And that's what's fun about something like this. Yeah, almost a, a retrospective. Remind yourself how far you've come. If you ever go back and look at that early stuff. And and to your credit, you know, you, even though you might have been, you know, really inspired by those guys, Jim Lee, you mentioned Scott Williams, you know, Lightfeld, everybody was kind of because it was so popular. It was so, yeah, it was so fun. Uh, but let me ask you about in terms of of storytelling, right? Because comics is always very collaborative, which is why I love what you had to say. You mentioned Canary, how much freedom Scott has given you. And, and we'll talk about Canary more in a little bit, everybody. Um, sure. But when it comes to to visually telling a story, when you're doing something that's more organic, more close to you, as opposed to kind of your, your inking style, or even when you're drawing stuff back in the nineties, is it easier to, to, to tell the story when it's, it's your style, as opposed to trying to pull in influences that maybe aren't, uh, that don't suit your particular organic style as well? Well, you know, I've been kind of fortunate in the last couple of years that when I am, um, you know, Scott's the first writer I've worked with in, in a while. Usually I'm I'm writing um, the comic books I draw. And so when I'm writing, I'm, you know, if I, let's say slots, for instance, no one's ever drawn the characters like Stanley Dance or any of these characters before. So it's not like working on Batman where you have to follow like a Neil Adams and people are, people love Frank Miller or people love David Mazzucchelli or, you know, insert any amazing um, Batman artists that you may like. You're, you're, those, those comparisons are always going to be made. And, and in most cases, like artists themselves are, are making those comparisons for themselves and it's going to influence their work a little bit, or at least that's the way I feel. But when you do create your own stuff, um, especially with a, a character that you worked on from the ground up, you know, you, you really have a lot more fun with it, at least in my experience. Like, for instance, Canary, even though I'm not writing that book, um, Scott, Scott Snyder gives me an incredible amount of freedom to play with the pacing and obviously the character design and the overall look of the book. I mean, it's a very unusual book, even, even for me, like the, the color approach. If you, if you look at slots and you look at Canary, I mean, they're wildly uh, disparate in terms of the, the approach I'm using. Yeah, all the pinks and yellows that you wouldn't necessarily think. I mean, Western, you think more yeah. kind of, uh, faded, muted colors, a lot of browns, a lot of earth tones. And you're of kind of flipping it the other way, which is making your line work really pop. So uh, I would encourage everybody, go check it out. Comixology Unlimited. You can get a subscription, check out all the Comixology originals, all the best jacket stuff from Scott Snyder. Or if you have Amazon Prime. Yeah, if you have Amazon Prime. <laughs> how do you beat that? Yeah, That's exactly. fantastic. Exactly. Um, and then uh, at some point, Dark Horse is going to collect all the issues, right. put it into a graphic novel format. But um, it was interesting. A friend of mine, uh, another artist and, and writer, Tony Donnelly, showed me a, a screen grab. He was using, uh, he did like an airplay thing with his iPhone and Comixology, or maybe it was Kindle, on his huge big screen TV. And it, I mean, to see it on there, I, I need to do that. It's, it's amazing. Life-size, life-size. Yeah. Plus, like you mentioned, those colors are pretty wild and you wouldn't normally associate a Western like that. But this is also a horror book, which is something that's, I mean, that's Scott's wheelhouse. So when I was doing, when I'm doing, I'm still working on Canary, but we're, we're pretty far ahead. Um, I'm trying to think of like, well, how can we make this different? You know, not necessarily better. I, I don't have any illusions that we're going to, you know, do a better Western than anyone, but at least something that's going to stand out on its own. And uh maybe make the reader look twice or maybe um, take them to a place visually they haven't gone before or, uh, you know, an unexpected place at the very least. Yeah. Any um, change in, in how you're working for, for process because it's digital first. I mean, at, originally when we talked about it um, uh, you know, there's different formats. Um, I've seen it on Kindle. 
I haven't seen it on the Comixology uh, app yet. I have the app, but I haven't checked it out on, on that specifically because it's on my phone. And I, I like um, I, I, my I have an iPad. But my wife has uh, and my oh, son now. Co opted it. <laughs> kind of cool to see it that way. I'm sure it look cool, but I yeah. Sometimes I'll zoom in on the panel or do things, and it reads differently. But the way I'm doing it is is just like you'd see it in a regular comic book. There's not too many overlapping panels because I know that can get a little bit cumbersome when you're working on a, um, when someone's specifically forming, formatting it for digital. Yeah. And, and speaking of digital, you mentioned uh, before your drink and draw, which is a fantastic show. You and uh, Dave Johnson and Jeff Johnson and Joe Q get together and just yeah. have a blast uh, and sharing your artwork and just kind of shooting the shit in it. Uh, talk a little bit about, how that came about, you know, we were all kind of stuck in our, our homes uh, and where people can find it. Oh, well, it's on YouTube. It's a YouTube channel and you can also watch it on Facebook. Um, we also have a Twitter called the original drink and draw social club. And, you know, I don't know if everybody knows about drink and draw, but drink and draw is basically something that Dave, Jeff and I all started in Los Angeles in around 2005. I mean, artists kind of generally Sometimes we'll get together at a bar, even maybe even solo is just start sketching. Um, but we were all looking for a way to hang out and maybe not just come back with a hangover, maybe come back with some you know fun illustrations and keep it kind of uh, comic book centric. But other um, artists from all different fields like animation, comic books, storyboarding, uh, toy designers here in L.A. started attending and started growing and growing. And we um, started endorsing other chapters around the world. But then when the pandemic hit, um, we we're like, oh God, we can't, we can't hang out anymore. And Jeff had, Jeff had moved um, out of Los Angeles. So that was kind of sad for, for us, but be, because of the advent of things like Zoom and, or um, in our case, StreamYard, it, it felt like we were kind of all hanging out minus a lot of the drinking, of course, but <laughs> it was a great way to do it. And um, it's, it's been fun. We're actually doing an episode again this week. Um, looking forward to that. Yeah. And you guys invite uh, other guests, other big name creators that are currently working on. Yeah. Well, which is kind of how, how, how the actual drink and draws were. Like if there was a convention locally or an artist was visiting in town that we hadn't seen for a while, or maybe had never even met, they'd hear about drink and draw and they'd, they'd, they'd come and it was kind of similar. We all get together. So it's been, it, it's been a lot of fun. We were very fortunate to even have uh, Neil Adams on one time. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I sort of think this is the modern equivalent of uh, kind of the bullpen, right? Which sort of a mythic thing that never really was what, you know, certainly Stan promoted it as everybody was in the same building and working, you know, there's various uh, yeah. companies cross gen, you know, tried to actually get people together, but um, there is something to be said, whether it's virtually or in the same geographic location for being in the same room, working with somebody and kind of seeing the way they're doing something. And, you know, oh, it's yeah. not like you're going to mimic them, but again, it's, it's additive. Right. It, almost, it almost makes it feel like it's possible. I remember the first time when I was a kid going to a comic book convention and seeing real comic book pages from real Marvel and DC comics and indie comics. And you go, oh, wow. It just makes it a little bit more real for you. And, uh, you know, watching someone like Jeff Johnson craft some insane, beautiful drawing that he creates just out of his head. And in minutes, it's on the paper or, you know, watching Dave do this. And it, it was very inspiring. And I have to say, that period from when we started till now it had a dramatic impact impact on my art. You know, I started liking the rougher, more um, energetic things we were doing there, as opposed to the the stiffer, I think, approach I had. And you know, guys like Dave, who 
<laughs> Dave's a very uh, vocal critic, but I like that. I mean, that's the only way you would learn, but Dave would go, you know, I like this stuff more. You're a little bit more loose. And, and uh, I tend to, you know, listen to what he has to say. I have a great deal of respect for uh, his talent and insight. Yeah, well, I know you're, you're kind of a humble guy, despite what you, people may have. Well, we like to we like to put on a little yeah. play, uh, like we're all like attacking each other. But, you yeah. know, everybody in the group, there's a mutual respect. Um, and, you know, Joe and I always go back and forth. But I've known Joe um, since I was 21 years old. We started out to, together. Joe, Joe took things a little too far, becoming the editor in chief of Marvel yeah, and then yeah. the CCO. I, I think that's. That's showing off. That's going yeah, too far. Hundred percent. But the reason I the reason I mention it is because when you a lot of times when you put up your your pencils, especially for cover work, um, it blows up on Twitter and maybe not necessarily with fans, but with other creators. So I think of you as an artist, artist, and I know that term gets maybe overused or, or what have you. And I, and I know that you know you're going to laugh it off or make some that's joke. A huge that's, compliment. You know, I, I, I love that. I, I'm always honestly blown away anytime another creator I respect actually looks at it and likes it. Because I'm, I'm a big fan of this this industry and a big fan of the same artist that everybody is. And um, so it's, it's but yeah, it is hard to take a compliment sometimes, but um, it does feel nice. Yeah. And it's, it's the reason I bring it up is because I want to talk about, go, go to go back to storytelling. It's so different doing something like um, slots or, uh, Alice ever after, you know, you're, you're writing, you're drawing, uh, when you're doing a cover, especially for somebody else's book, um, you have to sort of tell a story in one image. Um, yeah. is, is that more of a challenge? Is it easier? Can you just pick one or two things that you want to kind of highlight, whether it's something physical or an emotion, like talk to us about the, the process that goes on in your yeah, head. I'm lucky enough to have been in the business quite a long time. And, um, you know, one of the best pieces of advice I ever heard was, um, it was from Gail Keown. And I, I, I got to ink him on uh, Pitt, and then we did a Hulk versus Pitt crossover for Marvel. And I, I don't know if we worked together for even a year, but um, it was interesting. He said, the idea of a cover is you want, there's so many things on the rack. You want someone to look at your cover for at least three seconds. Mm. So you have to do something, and, and you can't always. I mean, but that's the idea. So, um, you know, perhaps there's a way to tell a story doing that. I just recently did a cover for um, uh a title called Battle Cats from Mad Cave. Mad Cave is a well, kind of a newer comic book company, smaller comic book company. And they're mostly known for YA stuff, but they're entering more of the mainstream sort of comic book fantasy and superhero marketplace geared for, you know, all, fan, all fans. Um, and so, the, one of the, you know, I, I just had fun. I'm like, well, here's these characters and here's what everyone expects. And, you know, everybody does love those characters those covers where the main figure is kind of coming right at you and running towards you, or even just sometimes just standing there, you know, looking menacing or cool. But um, I was like, Who, this guy just really seems like a tough guy and he has this great ax. So I had this little butterfly sitting on the, um, on the ax and he's like mean mugging this thing. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I hope, I hope the writer and creator of this series digs it. And I was so happy that he did. And um you know, happy with how that cover came out. We signed some exclusive San Diego Comic-Con copies while we was at the show. Um, so yeah, I, I try to, I try to do my best to, the best covers come out when I, when I actually think to myself, well, what would, as a fan, what I like to see. Mm. And when I do that, they tend to be a little bit more fun. And I, and I have to, I have to constantly remind myself of that because 
you know, not every cover I, I do is a winner, but, you know, hopefully, you know, some of them are. Now, uh, bringing it back to kind of process and, you know, advice and what you can do if you're an aspiring creator to kind of break in, it's never been easier to get your work out there and, and have it seen, whether you're 100%. going to the cons or, you know, put it out there on Instagram or TikTok or, or whatever. Um, but there's a lot of process stuff, n- notes, uh, walking people through, you know, your storytelling, your design, cover design in this book, right? So I think it's yeah. a, a, a very good learning tool for somebody who enjoys your style and wants to see your process, right? Yeah, I hope so. And then, and then recognize like all the different things that go into it. Like, um, you know, how many different thumbnails does it take before uh, the artist and maybe the editor all agree like, oh, that's the one to go with. And to see that little thumbnail emerge into pencils and then inks and then color. Um, it's an interesting process. I, you know, I, I love coloring my own work. It's, it's, it's the hardest uh part of the job for me because I, it's it's what I've had the least experience with but it's it's very fun I mean the, the, you have unlimited possibilities to you know to, to do it whatever you want there's so many great colorists out there that can inspire new artists and and you know professional artists as well so is there um, any one piece of advice that you would give somebody who is looking to uh, to break in like if you could go back and I know it was a different time but if you could go back and give uh, you know advice to your 14, 15 year old yeah. self. Well, I had some good advice, luckily. And I think that's what kind of helped me um, start out so young. And, and, and it was for, for my father. And he said, um, always compare yourself to the very best, you know, compare your, compare your work, whether it's writing, coloring, drawing, lettering, whatever you're doing to not, not, not the guy who's getting the work necessarily at Marvel and you, in, or DC and you go and you tell yourself, Oh, I can do better than that guy. They should hire me. You know, don't compare yourself to the, the guy you can't, you don't like, or whose style doesn't appeal to you and uh, build yourself up, you know, build yourself up by asking yourself, well, how would, you know, so-and-so approach this, you know, how would, how would uh, Joe Kubert, if that's your, your favorite artist of all time, or maybe it's Humberto Ramos, or maybe you love Jeffrey Scott Campbell or Sean Murphy or any number of these guys at the top of their game, um, you know, how would they do it? And then look at how you've done it and go, well, okay, you know, I got to be honest with myself, you know, there's, there's some room for improvement and you start becoming your own best critic. And once you do that, you know, it sounds like, uh, you know, one of those self-help books or um, how-to books. But once you start doing work like that, um, work that higher level work, it gets noticed. And it, that sort of stuff rises to the top. And eventually it's inevitable that you're going to get hired, you know. So, yeah, I mean, there's I, ran, no... I tend to ramble a lot, Chase. No, no, I love, I love talking about this yeah. stuff. I could. Yeah. Yeah. And so do I. So that's why we love having you on. Uh, and there's no shortage right now of, like we said, ways to get your work out, out there to be seen. Uh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the, the campaign itself. There are a couple of add-ons. You mentioned you've done some um, art books in the past, but they've been a soft cover, but those are available as well. If somebody wants to do the, the big Dan uh, Padotian package. <laughs> yeah. There's um wow. No pun the, intended. I just heard like, that myself. package. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like you can get some of the older books still. Um, and as far as I know, Jason from Essential Sequentials has sold out of the, the latest um, volume two of my work. I mean, I used to have some copies left. You can still probably get them through him possibly. But um, you can also, you know, I can send these to you signed. And uh, there's also um, 
the original, the original first one. There's a few copies left of that. I'm looking in here. They, they put together a nice, um, a nice package. So I, I've had some people reach out to me about the first volume, and, and you know, we landed up finding some. So now we can get it out there. Yeah, they're going to go fast, everybody. I would encourage you to go and join the campaign as soon as you can. It's almost fully funded already, and only one yeah. day as we're recording I'm, oh, I'm, this. Yeah, I'm at the page. I just looked at it right now. Um, <laughs> that's where I look at that screen right well, right here. Um, yeah, you're like 90% of the way there. Uh, yeah, I think we have uh, a little over $600 to go, and then it's, it's completely funded. It's, yeah, it's, uh, any, and then there are going to be some some stretch goals later on. Yeah, they uh, mentioned once it stretch gets, goals. It's fully funded. Um, let's go. Yeah, it looks like digital wallpapers, stickers, stickers, um, free digital copies of of the entire book, and then we have some um, stretch additional stretch goals if we if we reach you know higher numbers. I mean, I. Someone mentioned today online on Twitter about Liam um, Sharp's book. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have a copy of that. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's an amazing looking, beautiful book. So, I, you know, I don't know if we'll get to uh, those epic levels, uh, but uh, if we do, we're going to, we'll probably really, uh, you know, we can, what that does is basically have the funding to keep um, making the book better and better and better. Like you, you can add more pages, you can maybe make it a bigger format. It just allows you to um, to go further with it. I would that would really be exciting. Yeah. Well, based on the success of the first day, uh, I think you're well on your way. So everybody, remember it's zoop.gg. You can go click there. Um, and if you want the exact address, zoop.gg forward slash c forward slash urban barbarian. Just go to the homepage. It's the first yeah. one. Click on it. Check it out. Yeah. Um, if you don't if you don't go to mine, there's lots of other cool things on Zoop that you might see that you might you might dig and um, but yes, buy this book. I hope you I hope you like it. But it's really going to be chock full. I also did something um, which I did in the last book, which which is you know you see a lot of these uh, art art books and they're, and they're just chock full of art. I love that too. But I also like you know if you like a particular piece, you like reading a little bit about it. And mine's kind of a bit of a parody of that. So the writing that you see and there's some examples. Um, it's just me goofing around and having a good time, just like the. Just like the second volume, the second volume has a forward by a person that doesn't exist. I just made it up. I made up my own forward, um, but it's, it, it's it's all in good fun. Maybe it is a little bit like a Mad Magazine. Who knows? Yeah. Well, if anybody has ever been on a, a panel, been to a panel Dan's on or met him at a show, yeah, very great <laughs> sense of humor, tongue in cheek, uh, mm. crazy Neil Gaiman stories that never happened. And yeah, that was a good one. I wish that story happened. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Uh, so remind everybody where they can find you, follow along with your work. Oh, this is uh, tough. the best place online. Yeah, this is tough. It's anything at urbanbarbarian.com. So if you go on Twitter or Instagram or you can uh, follow me on Facebook, I think the, I, I don't have a fan page at Facebook, but you, you can still do a follow. I think I've reached my friend limit on that. So, but uh, yeah, I, I, I love hearing from fans. I love seeing, I, I, I'm kind of lucky. Like my fans are, uh, are interesting a lot, you know. They're, they're an interesting breed. They love giving me hell, and I it just uh, I get a kick out of it. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of the things I I, I love about you. You really have this community where uh, it's all in good fun. Going back to that idea of mutual respect, but man, life's short. Let's have a little fun. Let's give I each other some shit once seriously. in a while. Yeah, no, exactly. Just, yeah, <laughs> I save that for when I'm ranting to the rest of the drink and draw guys on a uh, text thread. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, uh, it was great to see you uh, at San Diego this last weekend, and yeah, congratulations! Busy on... as can be. You oh my god, really busy. Yeah, I really was. I mean, I didn't do a lot of interviews at the show just because I, I was so busy. It was more about let's let's reconnect and let's have everybody on when we can have a longer conversation like this. Well, it's a lot of fun. And I just... really appreciate you taking making the time to get me on. I know that you, you probably have your your schedule lined up for months now. Uh, I'm, yeah, I never thought I'd get to the point where I have to turn people away or put them off till later in the, you know, later in the year. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a good problem to have. And as you know, I mean, I just want more people reading comics, looking yeah. at the art, um, because it's such a, it's such a fun medium. It's, it's such a great community. Um, and you know, life's short. Let's have a little fun. Let's celebrate comics and art and fantastic things like this art book. So I'm going to go and pledge right now, everybody. Encourage you to go and do the same. I'll put links to Dan's social media in the show notes. So if you're having trouble finding them, you can go and click there. Uh, and yeah, uh, I'm sure it's going to fully fund in, in no time. Probably by the time I release this tomorrow morning, it'll already have hit its goal. So uh, great, great to see you as always, Dan. And uh, look forward to having you and Scott on uh, once Canary's out and and talking about the whole story, getting a little spoilery. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, like you're saying, that you can download the first one now. Um, and I, I really hope you dig it. And I hope you uh, are enjoying the last uh, issues of Alice Ever After. We had a great response on that. And that's something I get to do a little bit of the artwork on as well. Yeah. And don't forget, everybody, to be sure and follow Dan, because like he said at the top, he's got a lot of other stuff that he can't talk about that's coming down the pipe. So yeah. don't want to miss out. Obviously, we'll yeah. be covering it on the show. Um, but give him a follow so you know when uh, you can give him a bad time and know when the work is coming out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks uh, again. Yeah. So thanks, Dan. Really appreciate the time. For all you listeners, we appreciate your time. As always, thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.